All right, hello, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Once again, the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff as well as a lot of guy stuff. Actually, I just talk about whatever the hell is on my mind. So thank you for joining me and being here. All right, so are you ready for a little On This Day once again? The uh, new segment I'm trying to do, I guess. I know, exciting, right? But anyways, On This Day, January 21st, 1976, the Concorde supersonic jet made its first commercial flight that is uh it's pretty rad if you know what the concord is it's a pretty remarkable aircraft did you know it was the first and only supersonic jet cruising speed of 1300 plus miles an hour that is that is freaking i don't know it's just rad especially for something that came out of the late 60s and the 70s just just wild the thing could go from New York to London in under three hours. That's just, I can't imagine that. That's how long it takes to get from here to Vegas, you know? Sadly, though, it quit flying in 03 due to cost and demand, but maybe a slight crash that killed everybody on board didn't really help either, but we don't talk about that, I guess. All right, uh, moving on. It's also Jack Nicklaus's birthday today, Mr. Golden Bear, as it says here on the internet. That was his nickname. The guy won 117 professional golf tournaments in his career. Considered one of the best. Much better myself. Um, I can uh, barely make it through a nine-hole course without losing three or four balls. So, there you go. Lastly, on this day in 1977, President Carter pardoned most of the Vietnam War draft evaders. You know, I wonder if Clinton was in there at all. We all know the rumor, right, that he dodged the draft by enrolling in the ROTC or something and then dropping out of the ROTC program. But I don't know, just just a question. Could you even imagine the draft today in 2022? How many of these young kids would just be freaking the hell out? I mean, I think people are a little too sensitive these days and people are a little too, I don't know what the word is, soft maybe a little bit. I just don't know if they could handle war. I mean, back when I was fresh out of high school, I would have been freaked out to get drafted at 18 or 19 or something like that. Ay, ay, ay. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't imagine it, but I don't think I would be as freaked out as these young kids are today. I'm just not sure some could hang in that type of situation. I mean, I remember back right out of high school when I had to sign up or register for the selective service. Not that that was the draft, but it still gave you that kind of weird feeling in a way that you could get drafted or something. It just, it felt very real. And especially after 9-11, because 9-11 happened right after I got out of high school. So I don't know. Now I'm almost 40 and I'm old and nobody wants me. So I'm good. That's fine. So that is, uh, I don't know. That's it for my little on this day segment. I had another one about the Pro Bowl in uh, 1973 with OJ Simpson being an MVP, but I don't think anyone cares about that. So moving on. All right. So I wish I had Doug in here for today's little show for the things I wanted to talk about since he has experience being a single dad for days and weeks and even months there for a while when his wife was in the hospital. But I too am now a temporary single dad. So Today's show is like uh, stay-at-home single dad this week, anyways. 
But yeah, my wife has been out of town for almost two weeks. She should hopefully be back tomorrow, but it's been a while. Uh, her mom had a medical emergency and she flew out to take care of that stuff for her. So now I'm at home alone with my kids. Oh my God, right? Honestly, it's not that bad though. For the most part, it's been pretty uneventful, at least from a parenting aspect. My kids are kind of to that age now. I know I've talked about it a lot on here. They're really easy to manage and watch. They play with each other. Maybe they fight with each other, but they entertain each other anyways. And they're pretty good. They feed themselves. They go to the bathroom on their own. They're honestly kind of fun to be around, really. And I actually don't think I hear a lot of people say that about their kids. The kids are fun to be around. Kids kind of get a bad rap in that aspect, that they're like a drag, especially when they're young. But my seven and four-year-old, pretty, pretty easy if you can handle some screaming occasionally. We read books and then they go to bed and sleep all night and all that stuff. Thankfully, our house is out of the baby life because I could not imagine a baby waking up all night, being alone. That would have made this so much harder. Not sleeping all night, shitting their pants. So I'm so, so, so glad that my kids are beyond that. I know a lot of you do it. You do it every day. It's your life. Work weird shifts, are single parents maybe, or whatever your situation is, and you have to parent all night, or you have to do something like that, and I feel for you. And you're doing a great job, I'll just tell you that. So I'm just glad I'm not in those shoes anymore. There is, there is kind of something, though. Do your kids ever do this, not just when you're parenting solo, but just any time, that if I'm up and I'm standing and I'm busy, I'm cleaning, doing dishes, doing laundry, whatever, if I'm really busy, my kids will, sounds bad, but my kids will leave me alone or will be off entertaining themselves, playing with each other, watching TV, reading, just for the most part being really good while I'm busy, remember, and up. But the second that I sit down to have a drink of coffee in the morning or look at my phone or relax and watch the news for a few minutes, they like pop out of nowhere wanting stuff or iPads or crafts or there's a problem or there's fighting that they need resolved by an adult. It never seems to fail that my kids do this all the time. It's like they can smell my relaxation, you know, they can smell it. So just just take note and see if it happens to you as well. I'm just kind of curious and, and let me know. It also happens to me when I'm trying to concentrate a lot too, when I'm thinking of a podcast topics or notes or researching something that takes a lot of thinking, there they are, never fails. Dishes, they're fine. I'm thinking, there they are. And speaking of cleaning, since I am currently the official man of the house, the PIC, the parent in charge, I have picked up a lot of what my wife does, which yes, I will give myself a little credit for that, a little pat on the old back for being able to handle it, but uh, it's interesting though, guys get kind of depicted in a way that they can hardly cook a meal or run a vacuum, which by the way, I'm running the Roomba right now, downstairs, it's, it's doing its thing, the robot, but anyways, I feel I just naturally picked up a lot of those things, 
when you get tossed into a situation like this. My wife got a call and she was gone. She got a phone call on a plane hours later. It was quick and she was out of there. So there was no smooth transition. I mean, see if Doug was here, he would probably agree. But for me, it was just naturally, it just naturally came. And I was like, okay, I got to do this. Keep the house up, clean stuff, do laundry, which I never do. I never do laundry. She's always kind of handled my laundry, not because I've asked her to, she just kind of did. So I did have some questions on doing a few things with that, but I, I got it handled. And as well as making meals and which I do a lot of cooking anyways, so that's not a big deal. It felt very normal. And I also had to pay a few bills, which I usually hardly do either. I mean, I pay my bills, my my credit card bill and a couple other little things, you know, but my wife really handles the house bills, the the power, the water, the mortgage, the stuff like that. And I've never really had to deal with it. We never had the discussion about it, but she just kind of handled it. So is that every house like that? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Is there one primary person that's the bill payer that it's either the husband or the wife that just, you know, handles that because it sure as hell isn't me right here. So, and back to the cleaning, my meter for cleanliness is, is much different than my wife's. That's for sure. Take vacuuming, for example, she would run that vacuum all the time. I would hear it And I would just say to myself, what the hell is Megan doing vacuuming again? But now that she's not here, I find myself just randomly running the vacuum when I have a few minutes, more than just the Roomba, actually the hand vacuum. And now I'm doing it just as frequently as she was. It's just kind of an interesting observation that I had. But yeah, the whole man versus woman scale of cleanliness is just different, I think. I can look at our kitchen floor and be like, yeah, it looks fine. And my wife sees it and she tells me it's awful and filthy, which by the way, I actually mopped the floors today. They did not look dirty to me. They looked totally fine, but I knew she was coming home tomorrow. So I was like, I'll mop the floors. So they're nice and clean. Well, when I did dump the mop bucket, it was quite brown. So I'm kind of embarrassed to actually say that, but she was right. So they're filthy. This is also very apparent too when we clean bathrooms. We usually kind of divide and conquer bathrooms on the weekends. And she'll tell me that some bathroom in the house looks very, very rough or really bad or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll handle it. And then I get in there and I tell myself that this doesn't even look bad. It doesn't even look dirty. So I don't know. Maybe she just goes by time. Well, it hasn't been cleaned in six days, so I'm going to clean it. And then to me, or maybe to a lot of guys they need to physically see a dirty room to think that it needs to be cleaned. I don't know. I kind of wonder how long a a guy would go before he deemed a bathroom toilet or something to be dirty enough. Would there need to be a scum ring on it or dried pee or, or what? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would do it before then, but I don't know. And I know we've all seen really rough bathrooms of guys and, and some women too, and just thought to ourselves, oh my Jesus, I'm, I'm not even using this. I do not want to use this bathroom. So guys, take notes. If you haven't cleaned your bathroom in like a week, then just, just get in there and get it done. You know, that's a tip, tip 101 for you right there. I should actually do a dating episode because that would be a good tip for that. So if you're dating man or woman and you're planning on bringing your date or your friend to your place, do some cleaning. 
do do a little extra, you know? Make your bed, clean your bathroom. I'm just saying. And I don't want to sit here and just complain. But another thing I've noticed being here by myself is when I'm doing laundry, which, yes, I'm quite proud that I've been able to handle laundry, my laundry, my kids' laundry, our towels, and everything else. Maybe I should make that more of a habit and give my wife a break. And maybe other people can relate to this, but why does my wife have like five different detergents for laundry? I just, I literally do not understand and I'm confused every time I go in there. Because now when I'm doing laundry, I look up there and I'm just like, uh, what jug do I use? I don't know. I feel like I'm Indiana Jones trying to choose wisely. Guys will have one jug, I guarantee it. They'll have one Costco Super Chub Pack for every piece of laundry that they do. And she's got four or five different brands up there. Scented, no scent, soft, plus plus, irritant free. So I have literally no idea what's going on. I usually just make a, make a beeline for the tide unless I'm told otherwise. I mean, do we really need stuff called soft or gentle? Shouldn't they all be soft and gentle by this point? It's 2022 and I don't see anyone opting for the rough and scratchy brand. Really? I just, I don't know. I don't understand that. So I mentioned earlier about how much of a drag it would be having a baby and dealing with a baby in my current single dad situation. But even though I don't have a baby that keeps me up all night, I still find myself like putting my kids to bed at their normal bedtime. And then I myself stay up really, really late much later than I usually would when my wife is home. I have no idea why this happens, but it happens every single time she goes out of town. Do any of you do that? Is that a normal thing? Is it some sort of control factor? Like, ha, no one can tell me when to go to bed or what to do or anything. And I'll just stay up doing dumb stuff, editing on my computer or playing my old ass PlayStation or watching some movie that I know my wife would hate. I mean, I watched Deliverance the other night, okay? Then I watched some other movie with the Harry Potter kid with guns. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing at 11 and 12 o'clock at night. I should just really go to bed. But I did it really bad right away, and I've started to get a little bit better about it because I started getting tired of waking up like a total pile of shit the next day, really tired to my kids at 7 a.m., but it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like a control thing, subconscious, that I have 100% control of when I do something, in this case, go to bed. And then when my wife is here, I'm more considerate of her, so I'll go to bed when she does, or whatever. I don't know. Just a, just another observation I had. But So if you end up in this situation like I did, I think you are going to find yourself really quick. And you will just know what needs to be done and what to handle to keep that status quo, keep that environment the same for, for you and for your kids. It's really kind of crazy to me how naturally it came. And I just, this sounds so ridiculous. I know it does, but you just do it. I don't know. Schedules and sports and school, you just do it. And you don't have a choice. You just clean the damn house and you make the damn dinner and you... You just get it done. Us guys have the ability to run a house, to function, and I don't think guys get a lot of that credit. Maybe credit's the wrong word to use here because you ladies really deserve a lot of that as well for what you do. But it just seems like there's this consensus that guys can't do household stuff. And I know typically guys don't do household stuff. At least I 
don't, I didn't. And I've owned up to that before, how much my wife does around our house and how much she does for me. And maybe you guys kind of do that to themselves. They paint themselves in that light at times, relying heavily on their spouse. So I don't know. Just try, fellas. Just uh, just try. It's not that hard. Even when your spouse is home, you don't need to be playing single dad to actually get shit done. Just just try. You know, you, you see in movies and commercials and all that that guys will just let dishes stack up and then constantly order takeout and never cook or do laundry or do any cleaning. And I really don't know why that is, but it's just like Doug as well. He did very well. He managed his house, his kids, and I think a lot of guys would do that, honestly. I also have to say, though, that I have some really amazing neighbors who have stepped up just out of the kindness of their hearts, dropped off stuff for me, food, had me over to their house. So just just really great people, great friends to have. I've never experienced neighbors like that in my life. In my life, never have. So another tip would be get to know your neighbors. Get to know the people around you that are outside of your family and outside of your, your, your work colleagues. Get to know those neighbors and create that network. And then whenever you are struggling or whenever they are struggling, you know, People will step up, and you can step up for them, and they can step up for you the way mine did for me. And I'm forever grateful. It's, it's amazing. It really is. But for the most part, this was all pretty normal this past two weeks for me anyways, doing the child management aspect. The, the housing duties, very different, of course. And if I was new to this, if I hadn't been doing this for three years and I was just thrust into this, I would have been stressed panicked all day until my kids went to bed. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, can get kind of wild. And I think what I learned during this time, maybe just a little morsel of motivation that I could like to say is that not to stress so much about stuff and really just spend time with your kids, which I know that's much easier said than done. Right. And I get some parents have to multitask. We all have to multitask, I guess, every day. That's just that's just reality, being a parent. You know, work and watch your kids. Work from home and watch your kids. Cook and watch your kids. Chores and cleaning and watching your kids. And teaching your kids and molding and building them, you know. But sometimes, just just turn the adulting, the parent mode, turn that off for a little bit and just play. And do stuff with your kids and do stuff your kids want to do. Legos, coloring, building forts. Um, hell, me and my kids played Mario Kart all morning today and they loved it. They wanted to play it and I sat down with them and just, just had fun. And once you kind of get down on their level and put the phone away and just have that good time, the parenting aspect gets a lot easier, to be honest, just in way more enjoyable. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I hate riding on my kids and reprimanding them all the time or feeling like the bad guy or acting like that they're bothering me. That makes me feel horrible. I don't like doing it, and I feel like it sets a, a bad tone or precedent or whatever. And I mean, let's face it here. Kids don't want to play while we scroll through Facebook on our phones, mentally distracted, texting and scrolling through social media. That's the same as trying to talk with your spouse while they are scrolling through something on their phone or reading texts or looking at 
social media. It's annoying as hell, right? Well, that's kind of a, I just kind of had this weird realization there for me. If we don't like it when other adults are preoccupied by screens and texts and social media when we're trying to talk to them, then it's a high probability that our kids do not appreciate that stuff either. And we do it to them all the time, every day. We do. Like, let's not lie to ourselves. We do that all the time. We don't give them our full attention. We give them about 30%, and we try to multitask. And I could see how that would be very, very frustrating. So, like I said, just uh, put the phone down. And not all day, not every day. Just certain times, just devote a half hour, you know, something like that. And honestly, when I did that and I tried not to do other projects and tried not to do other things, the dynamic between my daughters and me got just insanely better. It was, it was wildly much more enjoyable for all of us. It was, it was wonderful, I'll be honest. So, and like I always say to get your kids to bed at a decent time. With my wife being gone, it's just amazing to get them to bed by 7.30 or 7.45. I mean, being a parent and doing house stuff and playing with your kids down on, on their level and doing all that stuff can be very exhausting. So those few hours alone in the evening to myself is just, you know, much needed decompression. And I think a lot of parents and people can really benefit from that, so... And I know you like to maybe keep your kids up till nine o'clock at night, but you're just cutting into your time and your kid could be using that sleep. So that's all I'm saying. So, so yeah, all this uh, single parent stuff has really given me uh, a great appreciation for the things my wife does. I'll be honest. The things uh, we do as a team as well. And uh, I think I did a pretty good job for this almost two weeks that she was gone. She should be back tomorrow, like I said. So we'll see if her flight comes in, and I think I'll continue to contribute to the uh, the housing chores, I guess. As much as I have these past days, I'll try to keep that up. Anyways, that's about all I have for this week, so thank you for hanging in with me and listening to Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Please reach out on social media or through podbean.com if you have any questions or tips for me, or if you have any harrowing stories of single parenting. I would... Uh, I would love to hear them and repeat them here if I could. Also, please subscribe to the show. Rate, review, uh, share, all that fun stuff. And lastly, grab this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And I will see you next week.